Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This week has been E3 and, well, we've not been there, have we, Rich? No, we've been stuck in the UK. Emotionally, though, we've been there. Have we? Although, well, all I've done is look at it from afar going, that looks quite good, I wish I could play it. Yeah. That looks quite yeah. good, I wish I could play it. Pretty much. But we've probably seen more than Luke, uh, Krupa and... Gav, I forgot the name of oh, our Henry yeah. Welshman. <laughs> the Welsh one, yeah. Um, who are all over there at the minute playing yeah. uh, all the kind of cool games. But what we have done is put together our list of probably the best stuff that we've seen at this week's E3. Mm. And Rich, you're going to go first. I'm going to kick off with a controversial choice. Yeah. Actually, um, I've got it written down here. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Of all <laughs> the games that were shown at this year's, probably one of the best E3s oh, awesome. of recent yeah, times. Yeah, it really was. And you picked Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, this is very much a um, a nostalgic piece for me. Okay. Because Tony Hawk's was a massive part of my childhood. And not not literally, like the skater used to live in your spare room or something like that. <laughs> in fact, um, I used to skate and I fell off my skateboard once and I, I just stuck to the games from there. Um, mm. but How bad was the injury? Oh, it wasn't at all. Oh. I, just, I, I don't know, slightly concussed, I'm not sure. Does he land but on your head? That's quite bad. Yeah, I hit my head. Were you not wearing a helmet? No. Well, there you go. I broke... Uh, I don't need to wear a helmet. Well, I didn't break. I fractured my tailbone uh, skateboarding, um, which is painful. the most embarrassing your um, embarrassing coccyx. thing to break. My coccyx, yeah. Ooh. Totally. Totally done. Because you look like you've pooped yourself every time you walk. Oh, like, man. And you, you, like, if you have, well, have to go to the toilet, you have to like slowly back. It takes like five minutes to sit down in any seat. It was really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like right. uh, go to school and you're like, yeah, broke my arm, skateboarding, no big deal. I'm yeah. the guy that's like duck waddling down, <laughs> down See, the halls like an idiot. You look like a skater. I skated for six years. Right. I, I had like that's what we did every day because there's not a lot to do in Northern Ireland no absolutely not yeah. uh, so we would just wake up in the morning and go out skateboarding like every day and why did you stop uh, grew up got a job Alex <laughs> what about Tony pay Hawk the, gotta pay the rent he's yeah, out there seen Tony Hawk he still looks exactly the same yeah, as he did know, 10 right? years ago he's, he's about what doing is he 84 now I think I think he's or close to 90 <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's still doing, you know, 720s. Maybe that's what I'm Come doing. Come on, Rory. 900s. 900s. Yeah, he's he did a 900. That's what he's famous okay. for. What, what, which g- game was it that you... Was it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2? Yes. So it was the greatest of, it was, of all of the Tony Hawk's? Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Controversial. Obviously, like, probably my Hanger, favorite. school, the greatest. Yeah, exactly. The school was the best level ever created. So good. Um, but... Did you kickflip TC's roof gap? No, heel flip? Kickflip. Kickflip kick TC's roof gap. Kick yeah. yeah, of course you do. Of course, yeah. You know, what does that even mean? You it's, unlock... You, uh, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> that's right, isn't it? You unlock uh, the secret part of it. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. go to the, the gym, I think it is. That's it, yeah, like with the balls. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sorry again. Um, Way too wound up. Yeah, uh, so Tony Watts Pro Skate 5 uh, looks good because <clears throat> you get those levels in there as well. You get the warehouse and you get the school. That's pretty much what we know already. He says there's going to be some new levels in there too, but we're going to go back to some old ones. Yeah. Um, we're going to get... Oh, there's some new stuff in the game. Well, that's very big of him. I'm <laughs> so pleased with that. Yeah. Um, the controls are a bit different, though. Right. Which I'm, I'm not sure I'm too pleased with. Well, okay. I mean, um, so part of the Tony Hawk series is that it's so over-exaggerated compared to, like, Skate, for example, yeah. where it's very rigorously, you know, like up and down, very mimicking what you would actually do on a skateboard. But Tony Hawk's is like, press triangle, and you're stuck on this rail, and you just have to, like, it's yeah, exactly. pretty eccentric. That, I mean, that's what you know. And, like, if you're going to pick up a Tony Hawk's game now, that's how you would try and play yeah. it. But now, like, for example, if you press triangle now, you're going to slam down 
instead of jump onto a rail. So yeah. that's meant to be so that you don't overshoot objects. So I guess when you're right. doing transfers and stuff like that's that. It's a slam down. Yeah, it's called slam down. So Kamali wrote up a whole piece um, online about it. And he said, uh, you've, you're using R2 and L2 as well, almost like a racing game. So you're using R2 to push off so right. acceleration yeah, yeah, yeah. and L2 to brake. And that's never really been a thing before. Well, I wonder if that's because <coughs> there are a lot of people out there who have not played a Tony Hawk's game. Because, well, Ride came out. I don't think anybody bought Ride, did they? No. Um, and maybe they're just trying to appeal to a new audience. I don't know. Maybe, there might maybe. be like setup controls in there where you can make it kind of classic yeah. Tony Hawk controls. Because they brought out Tony Hawk's... I think it was HD and it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. looking back at the old levels yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was awful because the physics was all off right. so it was nothing like playing like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, 3, 4 yeah, or anything yeah. like that so um, at least we can find solace in the fact that the soundtrack will most definitely be amazing yeah. as it is in all those games yeah. so much fun yeah. so definitely. many of the songs that I used to listen to when I was a kid came from playing Tony Hawk's mm. love them like, yeah, yeah. I, I, we are talking about your games but just to cut in <clears throat> Yes, Final Fantasy Seven. Obviously, one of the big announcements. Yeah, absolutely. Is the reason you're excited for that is because you were a fan of it originally, or no? The exact ah. opposite. Um, I've kind of dipped in and out of the Final Fantasy um, franchise. I've only played a couple of the games, and I think uh, the importance for Seven for me is that I was someone who kind of didn't get the chance to play Seven yeah. originally, and I mean I've heard so much hype about it, but the the hassle you would have to go through to actually go back and play the game now would be just unbearable yeah. for what you would actually get out of it. So I think this is a chance to, because I know a lot of the Final Fantasy games recently have gotten a bit of flack, yeah. maybe, you know, compared to some of the older titles in the franchise. So this is a good opportunity to kind of relaunch this pivotal game in the franchise and get people uh, who maybe miss that opportunity an easy way to play it now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which is me, you know, I, I'm very, very excited because I've heard a lot about the game. You know, a lot of people online, very, very enthusiastic about it. And hopefully I'll feel the same way. What, what I find kind of weird about this kind of thing and it was the same with Ocarina of Time yeah. the 3DS remake is that to someone like me who loved the original game I loved it I thought it was amazing oh yeah it's but Dan Kilby of all time. had never played Ocarina of Time came into it and really didn't like it mm. and I wonder if that's going to be the case here is that you know that game has been built up for years mm-hmm. you know it's been topped <clears throat> so many kind of best game ever lists will well, I think, actually deliver I think the most important thing we need to address here is Dan Kilby didn't like Ocarina of Time that's yes. awful. <laughs> he needs to leave right now. Well, it, thank, That's unbelievable. Thankfully, he's not part of the editorial team, so it doesn't really <laughs> matter what he thinks. Um, well, I think it's a little bit different in this case because this feels like much more of a remake. I know mm. Ocarina of Time, uh, there were graphical upgrades. It's 3D, obviously. That's mm. a nice big change. But um, I, I think mean, his if, problem was the kind of the obtuseness of some of the puzzles. Yeah. Which... It is true. Like there's it's some a bit dated. W- That's weird stuff, and yeah. they kind of try to make that easier with the hint stones or whatever they were called, which is garbage. Yeah. Who needs um, that? But like, if you found Ocarina obtuse, then try Majora's Mask because that's really <laughs> obtuse at <laughs> yeah. times. But that's part of the fun. Is like you know figuring out when you actually when you complete it, there is a sense of achievement rather Absolutely. than it, everything being spoon fed mm. to you. Have but, you ever tried the the Master Quest, which is no. Like the, no, oh I, I did God. on um, the, the first time around. I didn't try it uh, more recently. Unbelievable. Yeah. So incredibly difficult. It took me weeks to get past the Deku tree. And then at that point, I was like, I just can't do this. Yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Um, but hopefully, I think in this case, yeah, with Final Fantasy VII, um, there's 
there's more of a difference between the games because if you look at the original game it, it's so old it is yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. old yeah. and from what we saw from the gameplay trailers it looks really impressive mm-hmm. yeah. um, so hopefully it's not just a graphical improvement it's more of a adaptation of the original keeping the same story same characters but maybe adapted to a more modern audience that's dangerous though if it you is change dangerous. it too much uh, yeah, that is going to really annoy a lot of people but people want it so bad I feel like well I'd yeah. like to hope that they're going to love what they get just because of the fact that they're getting it again and it's the same story and mm. characters Yeah. but also you know the internet if it's anything different they might just riot the, the internet the hates most things they do yeah Yeah. hey hey your next pick my next pick is actually Nintendo, so it is Mario Maker. Yes, which looks really cool. It does. I think. Um, create your own Mario levels and play them and share them and download other people's and have fun with Mario. Back to the way it was platformer style. So is it kind of like Nintendo's take <clears throat> on Little Big Planet? I guess so. Yeah, because my- that appeals more to me because I've never really got on with Little Big Planet. Oh my god, that game's amazing. Really? I see. I I love the aesthetic of it. But my biggest problem, and we'll maybe see this, I'm not a level designer. Mm. And most of the people that play this game are not level designers. Yeah. Whereas the people who make Mario, Mario Galaxy, they make levels for a living. So their levels are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because and that's what they do. For months and months exactly. and months. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, I might be wrong. Um, I don't want, I want somebody else to make my levels. Mm. <laughs> that's why but, I buy a game. But I think you're going to be in a position where there are people out there who are like so hardcore with that stuff that they're just as good as the original levels. I guess like with Trials when we were playing that a lot uh, there was a lot of multiple levels but there was probably 1% were good levels Mm. and you have to wade through an awful lot of shit to get to that 1%. Like speaking from experience with Little Big Planet um, the the system's basically set up in a way that you can filter so it's very easy to just go online and say um, okay uh, top rated levels in the last month top yeah. rated levels of all time mm. and that way you know you, you're not just filtering through all the garbage to find a hidden gem yeah. and it's very much like hit it these are all the like the best levels that everyone's made and everyone agrees are but really who's crawling it. through those levels though because surely if those are, if those are like the top 10 for the month top 10 of the year or whatever yeah. very how are you ever going to get the yeah. new ones yeah, yeah, yeah. in there you just don't play for a for week a, a and then ages. wait till right. everyone else has told you what's good Right. That's basically what it is. Let everybody yeah. else do the hard work. Let everyone else do the hard Classic work. Come Rory. in and reap the rewards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I think, the thing I like about Mario Maker though as well is you've got uh, kind of like a feature in there where you can just put objects which don't exist in that situation. Did you see the Goombas underwater? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So <laughs> you can take Goombas and you can put them underwater and then yeah. they change the way they move so they, they kind of swim like shrimp. They don't die. Instead. Uh, I think you can still kill them. But. Oh no, but they don't die because they're they oh, can't no, breathe no, no. underwater. They look like they're dead. They're just kind of like floating... Yeah elegantly in the water just circling around they said he was um, uh, when they were talking about it in the Nintendo presentation they were like when you put the Goombas underwater they swim like shrimp and then it showed it and they were just like floating there and I was like a dead shrimp maybe it's like they're not moving at all I wouldn't have said shrimp are particularly good swimmers though they're probably they're good at existing underwater. How mm. do shrimp swim? Well, do uh, they, really? they don't have no they do they kind of <laughs> like this they do kind of just tail. they've got a tail right but it it's at their back, so if they flipped, they would just do circles. No. Like pinwheel. I don't know, maybe. Think of a dolphin. What? <laughs> yeah, but that's... <laughs> but they have flippers. Because obviously we're thinking that they're always curled up. Oh, are they not curled? I don't know. <laughs> no, they can't be, because they've got little, uh, little yeah, legs. Can you get the sweets, Oh, they open up. 
the sweets. Foam sweets. Brilliant. Foam, foam shrimp sweets. Think of that. Oh, yeah. And then that See, is... See, I'm literally thinking of just a shrimp that I would eat, but in if I throw it in a puddle, that's what I'm thinking of, a little cooked shrimp. Right. So well, I'm assuming dead. that's not what it's like that in, in real life. Sorry. That's dead. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, and <laughs> uh, you've also got a, a mystery mushroom, which can turn you into any kind of Nintendo character, which seems quite really cool. yeah, random. See that? So you, you can go through Mario levels playing as the Wii Fit trainer. That's really fun. cool. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Why? Who doesn't love the Wii Fit trainer? Yeah. She's hot. The mm. iconic character of the Nintendo see, series. I, it's the same with the Amiibo. I, like when people went, "Oh, I've got to get the Wii Fit trainer for the Amiibo." Mm. It's like. Really? Mm. There are all these amazing Nintendo characters. I wouldn't have put that one up there. Do you think how, uh, how big is the Wii Fit Trainer Amiibo? Is it the same size as? Yeah, maybe a little taller. Yeah, yeah, because like did you see the Mario one that they've kind of announced for this? It's massive. Right. It's like an eight-bit Mario Amiibo. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. I I remember That's them talking huge. about it. Absolutely yeah. huge. And then they've brought out um, they've got like a Yarn Yoshi one as well. Yeah, that, that looks really same. beautiful. Yeah. I would definitely get one of those. That's actually made out of yarn. Yeah, it's such a great Wool. idea. Wool. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, no, English and yeah, we're in we're in really uh, in was, the UK. I was yes. saying it for Rory's benefit. Yeah, but he's not American; he's oh. Irish. He should say wool. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a difference. I thought those were two completely separate things: yarn and wool. Well, he's it's called Yoshi's Woolly World or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, or I thought it was yarn Yoshi. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe cultural. <laughs> it is Woolly World, but right. in the yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, so that's Mario Maker. I think that's going to be really fun to play. Mm. Um, <clears throat> my next one is No Man's Sky yeah which looks amazing it looks so so huge it is so huge it's yeah. a massive massive sandbox that you can pretty much just do anything in um i really liked watching uh it was at the um sony conference com- demo conference yeah, so yeah sony conference demo where he came on stage and he went and we can actually zoom out of this situation that we're in and he was in space at the time we can zoom out and he's like oh we can zoom out more and more and more and it's that whole thing of like, if you actually imagine the universe yeah. is in the universe that we're in, we are such a tiny part of our solar system and our galaxy. And then he was like, look at each one of these things here. That is a sun. And each one of those has their own solar system and, and planets revolving around them. And it was just like absolutely huge, like uncomprehensibly massive. Yeah. Um, and I guess these planets are built dynamically depending on... It's all procedural. Yeah. yeah. It's just... and they're, they're, but there must be a finite... Um, number of I don't know possibilities that you would have I'm breaking this down for very okay. simple names a red planet so therefore I'm sure that the planet itself is completely different from the red planet next to it mm. because of how the mountains are built or whatever it might be but it's got to have the same rule set i.e. The, the kind of atmosphere is the same yeah. type so therefore the animals it can have are going to be so it's almost yes, it's going to be different the planets, but yeah, yeah it's it's got like half a dozen things that it pulls from to make mm. them feel different i don't gotcha. know definitely i just really like i really like the concept of it like i'm quite a, i'm quite big on kind of space and science and yeah. that kind of thing and i just love the way that they've actually tried to realize the universe which it's is mental hugely ambitious yeah um and i'm excited for it but i don't think I'll ever really kind of have the time mm. or even the inclination to kind of... I, I will play it for a couple of hours and go, this is incredible, mm. but it's too big. There's yeah, too at what point much. does a game become too much? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we haven't really had a problem with in the past because we've always been about expanding games, but um, 
it's something to think about in the future. Like, at what mm. point does a game get too big and yeah. that you just feel like it's an insurmountable... Well, if I had more time on my hands, because I used to play Elite, which is really, really old. I used to yeah. play that all the time. Uh, and, you know, space trading and upgrade and all that kind of stuff. And there's certain elements like that within No Man's Sky, as far as I'm aware. But um, I just... I, I'm not going to do that this yeah. time around. The one thing I was wondering, I was like, what's the end goal to this? Yeah. And they said, like, the end goal is to make it to the centre of the galaxy. Yeah. So you do have an objection. You are trying to get there. I don't know how easy that's going to be to get there. I mean, I imagine you have to explore and build yeah, you've, before you You've can... basically got to upgrade your ship, your spacesuit. You're going to encounter hostile enemies. Yeah. So do you fight them? Do you trade with them? Or, yeah. All this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's... You know, it's a huge game, mm. um, and I wonder what's what's at the center of the universe. That is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah that's like a, a good it's, finishing question. It's going to be Peter Molyneux in a yeah, little I was box. Say, every, yeah. every, <laughs> at the center of everything, there's Peter Molyneux in a little box. <laughs> what's uh, not good about that? And your last pick. My last pick is not really a game, but it's the <clears> concept, and yeah. it's a concept that's been realized by Microsoft, which is Hololens. Yeah, which I think is a really kind of brave move by them. They're obviously exploring the VR market yeah. more. They've partnered with Valve now. Um, we uh, don't Oculus. really know what... Yeah, yeah, so we don't really know what that's going to involve yet. But HoloLens, they did a demo of that as well. And that looks crazy. Like, you wear this headset that yeah. can project gameplay onto any wall. Um, or, the coolest thing, you can interact with the environment in your real-world situation. So yeah. it will kind of you'll see a holographic representation of, for example, Minecraft, which is what they showed off. You can then use your voice or fingers or gestures, whatever, to control that area that you're in, which just seemed pretty cool. Like yeah. virtual reality, augmented reality combined. And I'm always like, very kind of skeptical when I see Because, I mean, I, they had a they had an uh, advert for it. The, not now, but it was a while back when they first announced it. And they mm. kind of like, this is the HoloLens. And it was someone kind of walking yeah. through their house. And yeah, it was yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. And it's like... Yeah. Well, that it's very cool. It's all concept. It's all concept. Yeah. This is these are all visual effects. This is not mm. the uh, hardware itself doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I just it's, it seems quite difficult and quite a niche thing. I mean, are people just going to have bare walls in their house in the future yes. where they'll <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like no wallpaper? <laughs> yeah, or, or are you like your friends come over and they all bring their hollow lenses and you just stare at a wall I, and yeah. is that going to be? I do think be? at some point. Because going back to that demo, not the demo you're talking about, yeah. is you know you've got your to-do list on the fridge, but it's all beamed on there or whatever. It's yeah. not actually there. But you are right. Like, do you end up having a blank canvas for a, a living space? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I guess. But, like the other thing that I find weird is that because they have partnered with Oculus, but then you've got Hololens, and it's kind of well, yeah. which one are you supporting? Or are you trying to yeah, support yeah. both? Or I don't really know. I don't know. I guess I, I think Hololens is is going to be. This is like very much concept of what it is at the moment. I yeah. think it's going to progress so much in the future. It's not going to. It's going to be a few years before it's actually anything really. Whereas Oculus is obviously already yes founded well, yeah. and, It'll be out and next built. Year. And yeah. What if they release an Oculus? So it's kind of you have your headset on and then the screens motion cap whatever it is, uh, and then maybe you could flick a switch and the screens will go back and it'll become like Hololens. So it's like glass panels, or maybe it's a cam- or is it a camera on front? Is that how it works? And then it. Films it and puts it on the screens in front of you. Is that the idea? What for Hololens? For Hololens, because I, I mean, there'd be they're, if they're they, working it, together, they you could actually like explained really like, merge. How it works. But like, there was a write-up on site because there was a demo for Halo Five. Yeah. Um, um, that incorporated Hololens, and um, whoever did it for us, I forget who it was. They said it was a kind of glimpse into the future, so Ooh. not quite there yet, yeah. but 
like that's got huge potential. And I'm, I'm probably excited. more yeah. I'm, I'm probably more interested in the idea of rather than because my big problem with VR is it's so inclusive. You're just there on your own. Mm. Whereas if it's an experience that multiple people can enjoy, then yeah. Hololens sounds I more guess. interesting. Yeah, definitely could be cool. Yeah, something um, I want to look out for more, just because I just love all that kind of tech and yeah. all the future scientific stuff that we saw in the films. Long Overpriced, ago. expensive tat. It is going to be. Yeah, it is going to be. Well, but speaking be fun. of Halo Five, yes, that is my first game on the list of uh, games I was most excited about to see at E3. Being a huge Halo fan ever since three, when I got my first Xbox, and then backtracking the to worst the Halo originals, Halo Three. What? I think. Or am I thinking Halo 2? Maybe 2. 3 was very good. Mm. 3 was... Well, 3 was the launch game for the Xbox 360, so that was already immensely popular. And uh, the multiplayer was absolutely incredible. I'm thinking probably Halo 2. Halo 2 came out around the same time as San Andreas. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So so I'm thinking Halo 2. Yeah, 3 was was later than that. Halo 1, though. <coughs> that was the that was the daddy. The bee's daddy, knees. Yeah. yeah, absolutely was. Um, well, four was good. Halo four was good. Never actually got around to playing it. Um, online multiplayer was pretty decent. Uh, the story was very great, very emotional. ODST was completely overrated, in my opinion. I don't really remember ODST. I remember mm. Reach because that was the first one where you got the backpacks, all yeah. the set backpacks, which were kind of a cool idea. And you see more people doing it now, like yeah. with all the exosuits and things like mm, that. Yeah. But uh, from what I saw, Halo five. Uh, narrative seems pretty interesting. Yeah, you got the Master four, Chief, you got Locke. Four player kind of dropping co op. Yeah. That looked kind of cool. Like, you oh, know, the, like the team of four Spartans who are hunting or tracking um, uh, Master Chief. Yeah. Is he good? Is he bad? Mm. He's got to be good. He's, of course, he's. Well, I think it'll be. If he's bad, the whole of the internet will implode. Yeah. It's going to be a misunderstanding, I of think. Of course. And then it'll be resolved, and then they'll have to put aside their differences, and they'll learn that the true treasure is friendship. <laughs> That's what, that that's is the most optimistic thing, thing I've heard. Like, <laughs> pure power. Who else would? And then they'll say? work together to find a little box at the center of the universe within which <laughs> exactly. Peter Molyneux. <laughs> um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. That'd be the most amazing thing. Like the end to every game is that. <laughs> <laughs> like a portal when you shoot up in space, yeah. and then you come out on the moon, and then he's just floating by as well. And you just have to tap you. the last box, <laughs> unfold, and there he is, sat there, naked. <laughs> Maybe that's DLC. Actually, well, you got to pay in, for that. That's what Hololens does. It interprets what how you want Peter Molyneux to be. To look. That's all I'm going to be seeing. <laughs> You'll get it naked. Yeah, I definitely yeah. won't. Uh, next up is Battlefront. Oh. I know, I know. I think um, we were all a little bit nervous. I mean, we've seen we've seen very small glimpses of the yeah. game. We've seen some cinematic trailers, uh, but this was the first time actually being put inside uh, what seemed like a full battle on Hoth. Did you see the other level on, uh, I think it's pronounced Jakar. It's based on one of the planets that's going to be on um, in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but that's, because that was the, oh gosh, the Hoth one was from EA. Yeah. Their, their conference. Level. Oh, was it the, DICE one? There was a different one from PlayStation conference. Oh, PlayStation. Oh, okay. oh you should check that out as well. So one, one is I mean, obviously Hoth, Hoth which looks amazing. The other one is kind of a sort of desert style planet. Okay. We're pretty different. Yeah. Temperature wise. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, from what I saw, I absolutely loved it. I think they did a, a fantastic job of making you feel like you are a small part of this much larger, mm. much, much larger battle. And I mean, it may be things that never really affect you directly. So, for example, you're kind of running through the snowy fields and you have um, the, what are those dome cannons called? The huge. Uh, I think they're iron cannons, aren't they? 
Yeah, yeah you know, shooting yeah, up they're, at they're, Star they're the Iron Cannons that clear the Star Destroyers to let the um, blockade run. Yeah, it? and whether yeah. or not that actually affects your battle at all, yeah. just running by and seeing these blasted up and you can look up and see Star Destroyers coming down. You've got A-Wings, you've got X-Wings flying across the sky, Stormtroopers, Rebels. Uh, yeah. Snow speeders. Uh, yeah, sorry. Snow, snow speeders. speeders. Yeah. Snow speeders. Um, and then flying by doing the, the cable ties around the AT-ATs. Just the whole thing. It really felt like Star Wars. Yeah. And it really felt like something that while I was watching it, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, just drop me in. I want to go. I yeah, want to be yeah, a part yeah. of this. I was really, really happy about it. Have you played Star Wars Battle Pod, either of you? The, the arcade game that has just came out and we did something on Rebel Base about it. No, I haven't. Because anyway, that that's spectacular. But obviously, you're kind of pretty much dragged around on rails yeah. and you're kind yeah. of, you know, it's like yeah. a, an old school arcade game. The thing I loved about Battlefront is that you've got that level of s- spectacle, but you're in complete control of the snowspeeder and the, there's an ATAT. Right, let's go and take this ATAT down. That's like... Oh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle Pod's like super fast, isn't it? Even yeah, it's it's a it's a, an old school arcade race. Yeah, that, like yeah. the whole level is done in three minutes. Mm, yeah. Um, so is, is Battlefront going to be kind of like match that speed? But it's different. It's like this is more about as as Rory said. It's a kind of you know you're you're a tiny little pawn in this massive battle. Yeah. And and I guess that you know it's it's going to feel like a battle, mm. battlefield game. Yeah. Um, and you know maybe you won't get the full size and scale of it because you'll be fighting this tiny little part of the battle and there's all this other stuff going on around here I don't know and it'll probably be small objectives like take this it'll be you know typical FPS objectives probably you know domination capture the flag that kind of stuff but you know in the Star Wars universe but the fact that you can like climb an ATST or even control uh, an attack to some level it didn't look, didn't look like you actually kind of pilot it and you know tell it where to walk they're quite but, you know. slow anyway yeah. did, you wouldn't have you would have had to stay on that attack for about five minutes to see I'd if you could do yeah. a good job but you just kind of sit there and go right I'm just going to shoot the crap out of everything <laughs> I guess yeah if you can control the guns that's good but you don't want to hop on it and be like I'm coming guys wow. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't then, be the most riveting game, <laughs> gameplay footage I'd do that you, you would, would totally be the one guy yes. and everyone would just be like get out of the Haddad um, but of course the best part of that whole trailer was right at the end yes. where you got a glimpse of playing as Luke Skywalker which is incredible because I know um, you know playing as the heroes was a large part of Battlefront 2 yeah. um, and I think they handled it really well in that game um, some people are a little bit cautious of how they're going to handle the lightsaber Yeah. because obviously the whole idea of lightsabers you know it's a one-hit kill, mm. but how can you kind of replicate that in a in a team-based? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. it going to be that case mm. if, if you just get hit with a lightsaber, you're dead? It's gonna be quick. If there's a lightsaber battle, is it just going to be? It should be though, because slashing, like, or is mm. it going to be a much more? See that? Yeah, that's the kind of I think beautiful thing. It, like if you were I don't know a snowtrooper and I'm yeah. running towards you as Luke Skywalker, if I hit you with my lightsaber, you should be dead. Yeah, yeah. that's the same with most um, melee kills anyway. Um, I guess yeah, if knifing and things like yeah. that. You're um, much if you're gonna have, you know have the balls to get up close, then it should be one hit kills. But as you, I think the the deeper thing is like if you are battling another hero, how does that play out? Mm-hmm. I don't know because it would be quite anticlimactic if you know Luke's running towards Darth Vader, it's all building up, and then you're just like <laughs> trying to tap button bash and just smack each other like this. It would be like imagine in the films if they meet on the Death Star and then they're just like <laughs> trying to hit each other in the head. I, um, it can't be a particularly sophisticated combat system for like. Well, some people surely. were speculating it could be like a, a quick time yeah, actions, I think, I, but I'm I not think, sure how 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 can quick time play into uh, P 
people battling around you because then yeah. someone can come in and interfere and mm. you're trying to... But it's like, because obviously it's be part of the lightsaber stuff is, you know, blocking laser blasts and stuff like that. Yeah. Surely that's just going to be a button press and you run around and hold it. I guess. or maybe Because you... otherwise... You're a Jedi, for God's sake. You know, mm. you should be able to block pretty much everything. It's only when you're fighting somebody else that you're like, right, I'm open to attack. Well, that's kind of the problem that you face here is because uh, in the Star Wars universe, you know, a Jedi could kill a hundred Stormtroopers. Yeah. You can't really have that in the game because as soon as someone would unlock but, the hero, they would just obliterate everyone. But I, th in the game. I thought the hero was kind of like a, a, a perk or a level upgrade. Like you have to kind of build yeah, you up. Hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Presumably you would and earn so, it. I don't know, whether it times out and you say so you only play it for a certain amount of time or. You know, at the same time, if you're controlling the Atat and you fire at Luke Skywalker, he's going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> See? Obliterated. Don't abandon That's the Atat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex saves the day, everyone's dead, and he comes just crawling in on the <laughs> Luke Skywalker. A little note, you know, he's coming up underneath and just slashing my underbelly. <laughs> but it does um, look good. Looks, it does. It looks, looks really, really good. Very exciting. My next one was Final Fantasy, which we already kind of talked about. Yeah. Just as I said, very excited to finally get a chance to play mm. the, the game. Next one is Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. So, obviously, I'm a huge Legend of Zelda fan. Yep. It's my favorite game of all time. Um, obviously, which we'll get into a little bit later about not getting to see the Wii U footage. Yep. They had some Zelda announcements, which was this game. And also, uh, Hyrule Heroes. Hyrule... Warriors? Blank for the Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Totally blank-minded there. Uh, it's coming to 3DS, which I absolutely love. But uh, this one, I think, looks... Really cool. I'm surprisingly up for this. Uh, when I was growing up as a kid, I had A Link to the Past yeah. on my Game Boy Advance, which actually came with a copy of Four Swords, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was, I think this is more of an advanced version of Four Swords. I never got to play Four Swords because I didn't have four friends who had the game and right. I didn't have Game Boy Link cables. Oh, yeah. This is how primitive those. this was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You literally needed four friends with the game and you would all link up mm. by wire your consoles. So I just never got a chance to play the game even though I had it, Yeah, um, which was... Sad for me as That's a kid because because I had it and I love Zelda so much. And I to, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited. Hopefully, uh, they'll kind of embrace the future with this, and you know, maybe even uh, online wireless play. Maybe like uh, you could join lobbies of people and things like that, or yeah, play through yeah. your friends through just a local so what you're saying is you still don't have three other friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you just want to open up to the internet just to, so they can yeah. be your buddy. Does anyone okay. want to play? Play. Triforce Heroes with me. You only um, need two I'll play friends. With you. Oh, really? Is it? Is it? So it was well, you and two others, isn't it? Uh, three. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it's two. Yeah. It's two this time. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll play with you. You'll play so with you me. You need one other friend. Okay, one other. I'm not gonna find one. Oh. Wow. No. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, but it looks cool. It's very, very Zelda. After. Well, up for a new Zelda game. Absolutely, and after um, the Link Between Worlds which is kind of looks like similar style, top-down, kind of cartoony, which was a fantastic game. I absolutely loved it. Very excited to play something of a similar style, but mm. with more links. Yeah. You can never have enough links. Never enough. En Throw uh, them all in there. So no. what about if you... Because you can play on your own, can't you, as well? And they said that you, they're just going to be like dolls playing with you. What did they say about that? Can you remember? Well, that? you can. There's an elements of, of uh, signaling. So you can say, like, mm. go here, do this. So maybe that'll be yeah. part of it. You can kind of... Maybe it'll be like Lost Vikings. Did you ever play Lost Vikings? Never played Lost Vikings. That was, that was a game and a half. Did you tell Vikings what to do? No, but you controlled three different Vikings and you switched between them. It's okay. kind of like GTA V, but in the <laughs> early Vikings days. But they had very specific uh, roles. Like one of them was 
fast and could jump. One of them was slow but could lift heavy things. Okay. I forget their specifics. Mm. But all the levels... One of them had a great the personality. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But you had to work for them together to <laughs> get through that level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then uh, one actual uh, last game that I forgot to put on this list, we'll go uh, quick, was um, Firewatch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so excited for this yeah. game. Uh, I hadn't really heard a lot about it, and as soon as I saw it was our it was our IGN first, right? For, yeah. Yeah, 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 for one month, and I yeah. remember we had the first ten minutes yeah. of the game, and I was like, I'll just check it out, see what it was, and immediately like the art, the artwork, the design really grabs you, mm. and then just watching someone play and hearing the character dialogue, incredible! I am totally roped in. I cannot wait to play this game. Apart from the fact you don't have a PS4. Apart from the fact that I don't have a PS4. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. I'll play. I'll stay after work and use the one at the office. Uh, sorry, I, that one's busy. Oh, is it? Can't okay. use that one. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, they'll bring out an Xbox version. I'm sure they will sure at some point. Yeah. Uh, it just looks so cool. It looks really, really cool. I love those kind of games that have like really interesting stories. Yeah. And if, if you haven't seen it, just watch. I think they, they uh, at E3, they announced maybe like a one minute 30 second trailer and that trailer alone just it is, completely it does look cool and obviously very, very cool. art styles by Oli Moss friend of the show exactly so. yeah and I mean for for uh, it's great that we're seeing it a bit more indie games getting more recognition yeah. at E3 and it was a lot of indie titles and even uh, Shenmue which was or Shen, Shenmue 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 uh, Shenmue is not an indie game uh, well, no, but I mean, a kick, uh, being yeah. kickstarted. I mean, that's it's but crazy. It's also, we're going to talk about Shenmue in a, in a little okay, while. Okay, but those are all mine. Those are okay. all mine. I'm very excited about them all. Well, after goodness knows how long in the wilderness, Last Guardian was finally shown again. Hmm. Uh, and I was quite cynical about this before, um, well, probably even on last week's podcast, because a game that I saw in 2007, mm. so eight years ago, wow. well, it surely can never live up to expectations. Yeah. And I thought it looked fantastic. It so we're going yeah. to get gameplay in 2022. Yes. <laughs> yes not Release 2031. <laughs> yes. uh, it, it did look beautiful, though. Yeah, so Luke wrote a piece up on the site, and he said he was a little bit kind of... I don't think he used the word underwhelmed, but he wasn't convinced. But I think that's... The beauty of either Shadow of the Colossus or Ico is that, mechanically, they're not particularly great games. Yeah. But... They nail like emotion mm. and atmosphere like way better than most games, mm. and I would liken them more to kind of Journey, which you don't play because it's a great game. Yeah. You play because it's a great experience. Yeah. And there's a few people in the comments saying this should be an animated feature instead of that. But it's yeah, yeah you want to kind of play through that as well, even yeah. though you're not doing a lot. You want to yeah experience that story for yourself. And the thing I loved about it is the the relationship between the kid and the cat bird mm. trico weird thing cat bird rat dog yeah yeah is that the, 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 the amount of kind of character <laughs> they've got into those without saying a single word yeah. is amazing and, and it was the same that you got for like journey you know a sensation of like happiness sorrow all these kind of emotions mm. coming through with nothing being yes, said it's, it's interesting as you said it was a short trailer no dialogue yeah. no backstory but just the attention to detail and the way the characters move and interact with each other in the yeah. environment, you're really roped into the, yeah. the story already and you're asking a lot of questions and already a lot of people are excited to see, find out more about the game and yeah. see some gameplay. Because I, I, I've got all of these other games that have got great like gameplay mechanics and stories and this, that and the other, but not many games do emotion very, very well. Yeah. And that's what I'm expecting from this because Shadow of the Colossus is a really good example. Going back and playing that now, the mechanics are pretty mm. crap. 
Um, but the first time when you see the Colossus coming towards you, you're like, holy shit, I've got to take that down. Yeah. And like, you know, normally if you, you beat something in Dark Souls of that scale, you're like, yes, I'm amazing. But yeah. here you're like, oh, I've killed it. <laughs> and that's like, you know, that's amazing yeah. to it's kind like of get that feeling. Bear. It is a bit like a giant teddy bear, but that's why I'm excited for The Last Guardian. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think everyone's going to love it, but I think it's going to be the game that I kind of really kind of... It's actually really enjoy. interesting. I never even thought about that. I have no remorse after boss battles. Yeah. Because it's just pitched as an enemy and you're like, just yeah. kill the enemy. That's yeah. like your goal. And then you do it it's and you get a reward. It's a too, Rory. Yeah, I never even thought about that. There's <laughs> definitely... Monster. I really hope they emphasize that yeah is I want it, I want to feel again guys is yes. the kid gonna kill his cat dog <gasps> oh but imagine if that cat, cat dog rat. dies wait what yeah. did I call it oh the my cat. god I will be sobbing I will be a mess if, yeah. he, if that dies that was the top comment they were like if you kill this cat rat dog bird it's like <laughs> I, I I'm done yeah but it's, I mean that's you've got to dying. you've got to kill really? it you have to you've created this thing that everyone loves it's like this weird adorable cute friendship you have to kill it yeah like it's gonna die. But that's what's wrong with you. It's gonna die. Did you see the? It's George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Did you see the first trailer for Shadow? No, what? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see the because that was trailer. like uh, a kind of a, a big black hole with this chain going down. You heard like noises of a monster. And it was like, and then that sort of pounds out, and you're like, ah, oh, it's uh, not a big bad monster. Yeah. And you know they're gonna play with play with your emotions on it. Definitely. It reminds me of Neverending Story. Remember that with the big I do remember That's what that. I was going to say. Dog. Yeah, I can't the remember. They used to make me cry. It's big called something, but I can't remember. I can't remember what it's False called. advertising there. That yeah. story definitely ended. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that Good as a kid, point. and it's one of those things that you you watch it a lot, and then you don't hear anyone talk about it, and you yeah. don't remember what it was. So I just had memories of a giant fluffy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've actually seen snake. it all the way through. Oh, I remember. I remember nothing about it except for. Yeah, all I remember is. Oh, I have to find out his name. It's gonna. It's going to bug me so much um, if I don't find out his name. Yeah, Also, uh, so I've gone on a bit of a Sony tip, but Uncharted mm. 4, um, in terms of pushing that action-adventure genre forward, they absolutely did it with Uncharted 2, mm. and I think that set the benchmark by which Tomb Raider and all the other kind of games yeah. have followed, but I yeah. think Uncharted 4 is doing it again, yeah. because th- the way that that game kind of unfolds, and it's hard to see how much of it is... Not scripted, because mm-hmm. I think that's a bit unfair, but maybe prescribed is a better way of saying it, is that you know that you've got that's going to happen then down there. Whereas Un- Uncharted 2, you hit a point and then you slip and you fall and you've got to tap X to get back yeah. up. There's a bit of that going on, but it looks a lot more open. It does. It look And like just watching the gameplay demo, yeah. I know it was you know an experienced of player playing it, yeah. but it looked like a film. Like yeah. I would happily sit down and watch that. Yeah. Everything was just so fluid from the cutscenes to the action. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh my god, it looks amazing! And like the bit where they're kind of uh, going down the hill in the jeep, followed by the armored car. Yeah. But the thing, like, if that was an old game, I think you'd have had like one route or maybe mm. two. But it looked like there were loads of routes through the town. It seemed like you could go going off road. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing worse than getting in a car in a game, and then you're like, "Let's do it," and you press, it and then you realize that your movement is limited to like ten yeah. centimeters yeah. left and ten centimeters right, and you're like, "Oh, what is the point? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, make yeah, it a yeah. quick time." Because I yeah. can't do anything, so I love to see uh, more choices for driving. But even the like the, the fluidity of the combat, it looks yeah. like they've. Mm. It's quite, it, of course it's classic Uncharted, but it looks like they've really kind of pushed 
what we've kind of seen in that That's genre, good. which I'm excited. Like every punch looked like a real punch. Yeah. Like really, like seeing the motions and like the reactions of the people. It wasn't just kind of like yeah. forward and back. Yeah. It looked really, really yeah. good. One but, of the- but it's true. Like, you know that when we play it, you'll be like, eek, yeah, yeah, eek. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> I wish I had less options. <laughs> You're like banging into everything. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things the lead designer said, that like, everything can be destroyed in it. Yeah pretty much everything can be destroyed in it and he even went down to like he was like oh yeah look at this bit this bit here where he's hiding behind the sandbags and the sandbag has uh, rice bags or whatever are being yeah. shot yeah. at and you got all these like little particles of rice flying out yeah. it's like well that is harnessing the power of the PS4 like rice yeah, yeah. more rice than ever more before rice. watch me step on this bug it's like when the last of us came out I was just like whoa look at those particles man that's yeah. crazy god you love tech don't you yeah I do I had my I'm mind. all about emotion you're all about tech what are you all about uh, Link Link Zelda uh. Yeah, I had my mind blown the first time I was playing uh, Halo 3 on um, Xbox 360 and they were like buckets on boxes and I could punch them and they would like fall off and roll on the floor yeah. and I, I was just blowing my mind well, that like, was they're like, not stuck here like, they're like Metal Gear 2 <laughs> on PS2 yeah um, when you're in the kind of freighter at the beginning the ship and you're kind of sneaking along and you get detected and there's like watermelons and stuff like that. And you're yeah. like, they're shooting at you and the watermelons are going everywhere. It's like, oh my God, watermelons <laughs> that you can blow up. I used to love that. For um, GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64, yeah. there was levels where you would go, be going through like laboratories and things like that. And there would be the worst like object test tubes, like the most rigid yeah. shaped awful things, but you could shoot them and smash them. Right. Um, and I would just do that like every level. They'd be like, we need to escape. And I'd be like, well, give me a second. Shooting everything. <laughs> also, for some reason in that game, all the items, if you shot them for long enough, instead of like breaking, they would explode. So if there was like a table, if you shot the table for long enough, it would like explode. And, bo- and crates would explode like everything would explode like tech back there was fairly basic yeah boring. I guess Come on. but it explode just make it break don't make it like yeah. to the table and uh, Falcor was the name of the dragon from the never ending story oh. Falcor the luck dragon or lucky dragon was the dragon so was it it wasn't a big dog he was, was, was like a dog character? dragon no I know the fluffy one yeah, yeah. He, I think he's a dragon you can have fluffy oh. dragons dog dragon anyway <laughs> Imagine if the That's dragon in Game of games. Thrones was uh, the dragon from the Neverending Story. <laughs> Khaleesi, like, riding around <laughs> on Falcor. <laughs> Two games left. Uh, Ubisoft's big surprise was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Anybody of you? Do you see it? No. Nope. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. it. Sorry. Sorry. So I'm a big Ghost Recon fan. Uh, have loved uh, the series for a long time. But this is kind of taking... What's cool about Ghost Recon, so uh, a team of squad of four guys that you play cooperatively, you know, quite tactical-based. Yeah. Thrown in a massive open world, kind of Far Cry 4-ish. Cool. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of the best of... I, I've criticised Ubisoft a lot for kind of merging all their games into one, mm. but this is actually an example that I think it works really, really well. Yeah. yeah. So they showed off uh, a single mission, but done three separate ways, maybe even four separate ways. Okay. First one was like... Um, just going in there, standard, working as a team, cooperatively, eliminating bad guys, taking the target, shooting him, getting out. Easy. Yeah. Second one was stealth, so going in under the cover of night. So much like Metal Gear Phantom Pain, where you can wait till it goes dark and then use you know that to your advantage. Mm. Sneaky ninja but tactics. you sneak in, take out the guy, get out. Third way was kind of ambush, so that's all guns blazing, yeah. literally bowling, people on cars, um, was there a helicopter? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, all action. But the third one, which I thought was, uh, sorry, fourth one that I thought was really smart, is that the whole idea is that 
you've got this um, drug uh, cartel operating across the whole of, uh, where is it set? South America. I can't mm. remember. Yeah. But the point being is that the, your target is one of the kind of the big lords, sort of smaller guys. Right. So what okay. you do is, in the, in the fourth playthrough, is that you go through and take away, like, his precious kind of cargo, coke, drugs, whatever it might be. And then the big lord finds out that he screwed up, and then he kills him for you. And ah, it's kind of stuff like that. So you're letting really cool. the, the world yeah. and the environment take place. So, you know, and like you in the scene, you drive off with the stuff that he wants, and he's just like, ugh. <laughs> and then seconds later, all the big lords uh, dudes drive in and oh, do your That's bad really stuff cool. For you. That's, that's really, really cool. And again, we don't really know how kind of that will unfold. But mm. the thing I loved about Far Cry 4 was the freedom and openness to kind of complete stuff however yeah. you wanted to. Like letting the wild animals do all of the stuff for you yeah. sitting back. Well, as I was uh, telling you the other day, recently I just finished taking all the outposts yeah. on, on Far Cry. And absolutely, as you said, it's just so nice to have the freedom coming into a base and... You know, you arrive at the base, scope it out, look for vantage points. You've yeah. maybe got, I was playing online with my friends, so it's like, okay, you go up here with a sniper rifle, I'll go in with my throwing knives. But like first, yeah, let's throw bait and see what animals are going to come, see yeah. if they can take some out. It's really cool having that freedom to come in any way you want. And then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes you do get detected and it's just all guns blazing. But um, you do feel like such a badass yeah. if you can do these things undetected. So I think it will be kind of elements of that. I don't think it will be as kind of arcadey as that. Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit more... But four-player co-op doing that kind of stuff. It's really cool. So Ghost Recon Wildlands, very excited by that. Sounds cool. And then lastly, similar thing, Metal Gear Phantom Pain. I've been talking about this game for ages. And all I'm going to say is, by the time you listen to this podcast, we will have a full 40-minute demo of the game. If you don't like that, you are dead inside. (laughs) It is as simple as that. That game is going to rule this kind of Christmas for me. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about it. That's September, isn't it? It's coming out in September, Yeah. yeah. That's soon. But honestly, like it's everything that you would want from a Metal Gear game and more. Mm. Um, Have you I, played it? I uh, haven't played it. I've watched it being played. Okay. Um, I know some people, I think we had some people in the States. Yeah, to, they, to they, play they, they did a big event. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. I'm, I've been here. Yeah. But Someone's I, I kind of want to save it. myself now. Like Ground um, Zeroes was a good kind of teaser to me because that sort of demonstrated how, again, same thing, open world is that there's your objective. How you want to do it is up to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is going to be the same, but on a much grander scale. Mm. So it does look cool. I need to brush up on my Metal Gear lore and backstory because I watched the trailer and it was amazing. The trailer was really cool, but I could already tell there were some things that I didn't quite get because I'm not up to yeah. date with uh, the story. Uh, Maybe there's like an article but, I can read that'll but, just at the like, same. Like I don't understand Metal Gear lore. Okay, for okay. <laughs> but you, you don't really need to. Well, there there are certain bits that you is good to know. Yeah, but there's a whole lot of stuff that's like irrelevant. <sighs> what? Okay, but yeah, gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. So anyway, yes, do let us know what were your games of the show. You can uh, email in IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Right, so let's move on to things that we loved this last week, apart from all the games that we saw at E3. Yes. Um, now, I've been playing an awful, lot, an awful lot of Arkham Knight, and by the time this podcast goes out, I believe the review should be live. Should be. Should be. So should be I, Well, I'm going to talk spoiler-free, <laughs> because just in case... Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. The the review's pretty spoiler-free, isn't it? Yeah, but I just, just in case our podcast goes up early, before okay. the embargo. Uh, so I'm not going to say what we gave it, but yeah. if you like the other uh, Batman games, you all like this. Um, I would probably say, and I can say this, I think it's my favourite of, of the Rocksteady 3. Okay. Um, but there is... 
so much to it that's kind of cool and clever that you can't talk about mm. without spoiling it because I you, you've got to play it for yourself to figure it yeah, out. But yeah, have you played the other two? I or haven't one? played. No, sorry, I played Arkham Asylum. Yep, Asylum. Okay, yep. I played some of Asylum before, um, and I heard you talking about. Did you talk about it on the superhero show? Someone uh, I've, I've spoken about Arkham Knight on the Super Show. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. talking about that, yeah. which is cool hearing stuff about the game. But see, because so. when I played that, that was a, a very brief demo, like no more than half an hour, yeah. and it was completely out of context. Oh, okay. So it wasn't it was, part of the beginning? No, no. Because okay. basically they've kept the story completely under wraps. Um, so that was basically a bunch of uh, side quests thrown together to illustrate some of the gameplay mechanics. Yeah. yeah. And so like when I played that, the Batmobile felt interesting, but like not killer whereas when you're playing it in the game you've got the whole of the city opened up it's really cool yeah, you're not on a like, track are you you can well you, but that's the riddler challenges are you race around tracks oh right yeah. um, oh i meant like it's set track no no right? no no okay. it's completely open <laughs> thank god and anyway, i was a bit concerned that you know it goes super fast and that it's quite a narrow city but once you get used to the controls and your power sliding around and when you get in it, it just does this amazing like growl as yeah. the engine starts Ooh, up. Ooh, that like, sounds good. It's really, really cool. That sounds, sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah. And you can't like you drive and you you upgrade everything. You, you kind of drive up something, skid, eject out, and then fly up, grapple along, and then you know it's so right. fluid. Yeah. What they did with the combat back in on uh, Asylum to make that fluid, they've kind of done with the whole all of Batman's kind of moves. That's cool. Uh, and the city is much more interesting. It's much bigger. And you know, I was literally flying, gliding around. Um, when I wasn't using the Batmobile. But because you've got the Batmobile, you do tend to explore the ground level a lot mm. more, whereas I didn't do that in um, Arkham City. Yeah, There was no reason to explore the city at ground level because mm. you're just running, and Batman doesn't run. No. Yeah. Why would he? You look like an idiot. But, honestly, that if you're not going to get that in the next couple of weeks, then you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I was a bit lukewarm on uh, Arkham City. It's still a great game, mm. but not as good as Asylum. And yeah. I think this is probably a fitting finale to uh, the three games. Yes. Awesome. Without any spoilers. Well, my love it on the list is Elder Scrolls Online. So we recently just finished our review, which is up on site now. You can check it out. We gave it an 8.0, 8.0, um, which is great. Great yep. review. Um, Literally. Uh, yeah, great. literally great. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was editing the video review whilst actually playing it at home as well at the same time. So this is my, believe it or not, first ever MMORPG I've ever played before. I tried starting Skyrim four times. Right. I realized I just did five with my hand, but we're just going to take that thumb away. <laughs> four times, uh, and I just couldn't, couldn't get into it, mm. unfortunately. So this was my just throw everything I've got at it. Uh, I've always wanted to try an MMO. Uh, I've always wanted to, to try Elder Scrolls. I did like um, Oblivion. Oblivion was really good. Um, so this was kind of like hopefully me getting back in the series. It's really fun. It is really, really fun. I'm having a great time with it. It's, mm. it's, it's kind of different from the games that I'm used to playing. Yep. And obviously the first time I was online on my Xbox and I was kind of running around and saw all the other people playing it blew my mind. I don't know why it blew my mm. mind because I play a lot of online games. Yeah. But I guess... I don't really play a lot of open world right. online games where yeah. I'm not trying to fight these people. They're literally just running around in the same universe that I that yeah, I am, yeah. which is really cool for me. I hadn't really had that experience before. Um, but it's a great game. There's a lot to do, a lot of quests, a lot of different weapons, a lot of classes. It's just a big world if you've mm. got the time to put into it. So how much time have you invested in it? I've really? invested, I, I've only even invested about four hours so oh, okay. far. Um, 
only because I'm a very, very slow player. It takes me mm. so long to do everything. And there's right. so many other games to play as well. Yeah, it does. Well, for example, uh, with Elder Scrolls, like a lot of these games, there's kind of a tutorial section at the start, yeah. you know, where they teach you to do things. And then you kind of join everyone else in the real world. Um, and I spent so long in the tutorial section that I was like... <laughs> a substantial number of levels higher than everyone that was still in the tutorial <laughs> one. So they're probably like, what is this level five still doing with all these guys? And I'm like, where do I go? Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's a really fun game. I'm having a lot of fun with it at the minute. Um, whether it will sustain itself yeah. uh, is another thing. Cool. But at the minute, definitely. If, you can, if you're into that sort of stuff, I'd recommend it. So I also announced that the Sony press conference was Shenmue mm. uh, 3 is coming back. Honestly, all PlayStation did was like fan, fan service. service yeah pretty much now I know a lot of people that are so excited for, Sh- for Shenmue but I never had a Dreamcast so I've never mm. played it no I'm um, exact same same uh, place you're in never played it I didn't really even know a lot about the game until it was announced and yeah. everyone was losing their mind yeah yeah and yeah. that's my when Facebook I kind of, feed was just filled yeah. with people like absolutely loving it um, but it's one of those things that I think yeah probably within our circle of like friends there are people who are absolutely mad on it yeah I'm just not sure how big it's going to be outside of that yeah. kind of sphere and maybe that's why Sony I mean Sony are, are part of uh, of the production I guess but they they're are. not actually kind of putting their name to it, are they well they're supporting it yeah and I believe they are investing in the production or the development of it mm-hmm. in some way but obviously the big part is the Kickstarter yeah. it hit its goal of two million dollars in something crazy like nine hours yeah yeah. Um, I guess that's it you probably wouldn't see a big company like Sony taking a risk on a game that's been dormant for so long yeah. if it wasn't that the public was going to put in two million mm. well, into the product or well three million now actually. yeah it just keeps wow. going up and up unbelievable but I, I do think it's all the people that have invested in the kickstarter absolutely knock your socks off and enjoy it i don't think it will go much broader than that yeah personally mm. yeah no i, I totally we'll agree I, it's hard to speculate on what the game will be when you i mm. haven't played any of the, the previous yeah. titles yeah, 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 yeah but people seem to love it so hopefully they'll just continue that streak well we should do a straw poll like if you're listening to this podcast do let us know are you going to buy or play shenmue 3 or is it just not relevant anymore let us know cool cool so imagine if you could play shenmue 3 on uh your ps <gasps> i was trying to link a backwards compatibility thing in there it's dreamcast i know neither xbox or ps4 is not you sounded like a telesalesman yeah like walking in <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine a world where so you could play xbox like 360 play... titles on your xbox one <laughs> that's richard e3 that's a world i want to live in yeah yeah good god Okay, so um, quite exciting news. We've got backwards compatibility for the Xbox One, so you can play a lot of your 360 games on your Xbox now. Two years too late? No. Yes. No, no, no. Speaking as someone who has a a large back catalogue of Xbox 360 games, granted they are in another country, I will be gradually bringing them over here. There are uh, a lot of titles which I still do enjoy playing that I haven't been able to to play since moving on. Uh, Nazi Zombies, as established on previous podcasts. Nazi zombies. On. But you can play that on next gen. No, you can't. They have can. no. They have uh, the trilogy. What do you mean the trilogy? They re-released the HD remake trilogy of it. Did they? Of Black Ops. Oh, Black Ops. Sorry, I thought you meant the um, Rebellion game. No. Right. No, 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 no. Right. Uh, uh, Black Ops, Nazi zombies. Right. Um, huge fan of those games. Played them for a long time. And every time it used to be when I went back. Uh, to my house in Northern Ireland, all we had there was an Xbox 360. So we'd go back and we'd play all of our old games online. Mm. Um, so now it'd be kind of nice to have it all on one system. I think at the minute they said they've only got about uh, uh, a select, there's a small selection yeah, of yeah, games yeah, now, but they're games. adding about a hundred, yeah, they yeah. said about a hundred a month, yeah. which is great, you know. Um, 
But it is one of those things. Is it, that, I wonder how that works. Like how? Well, this is what I thought because initially I was kind of upset because it's like now you're bringing in backwards compatibility, which implies that the console w- would have been Could've capable it, of yeah. done it the whole time. But then now that they're saying well, it's, that it's, they have to do games at a time, I'm thinking there's yeah. maybe a bit more. It's because it, it's it. more of a software emulation thing than a hardware thing. So right. okay. the lasers that read that read the 360 discs are not the same lasers in the Xbox One. So they need a software emulation that can run on the Xbox One, which can then play the 360. Which means that how do you know this? Uh, I, I read IGN. Oh, so, yeah. I don't do that. So, I just uh, look at the pictures <laughs> yeah. and the pretty words. So the game developers need to say, yes, we yeah. want this game to be on there, which means that maybe those developers who are re- who are releasing HD remakes are not going to say yes to backwards compatibility for that game. Yeah. yeah, I understand. It does kind of it does kind of throw a spanner in the works of this whole, you know, you're getting your old games remade. Because then what's the point in buying an HD remake if you could just play the original on your Xbox yeah. One? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you could see why they wouldn't do this with launch because people aren't going to be as inclined to yeah. get the Xbox True. One if you they're like, oh, I can just play. Up to you, exactly, you? yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. I you think need it's to separate a little that. bit deceptive, personally. Well, PS4 don't have backwards compatibility, but that's because they've got uh, PS Now coming out. Yeah, but why, it's, why would you do that? But it's not. But this is this is like, I I'm assuming that this process of being able to play these old games isn't enough of a hassle for them to, to think about it too much. So it's like mm. we're going to do this, yeah. and it's just an extra bonus. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a, it's a bo- that's the thing. I think ultimately it's a bonus, but it's not a reason to buy a new console. No, no, mm. no, no. So, yeah, it wouldn't bother me. I would not go back and play any of the games. Not one? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing Shut that down. PS4 did get, though, is a media app, which is awesome, because now you can um, watch films and but stuff But my TV does that. My smart TV does that already. I, I, I could quite you like not having watch like, films? Well, no, because... So, like, with what? the PS3, you could plug a USB stick in and watch anything that was... Yeah. ...that may be on that USB stick. Um, Porn is what you're saying. It could be. Okay. My PS4 is now full of it. Um, but see, I quite like. I don't have a smart TV, and I quite like having like one central unit that could do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of switching up between PS4, Apple TV, Roku, I've got like one system. So I just turn my PS4 on, and everything's there. Like Netflix is there, Plex is there. Get a smart TV. That's no. all I'm going to say. <laughs> it works. Netflix they, is on my smart TV. I still think those systems are on my smart, smart TV. TV brains. Wow. That's just me. That's just you. That's just me. Again, I would say it's a bonus for buying the console, not a reason to. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, let's talk about the stuff that's not so hot, the shove-its, if you will. Uh, we'll rattle, actually, I think we've already spoken about no PS4 backwards mm-hmm. compatibility. So there's just one big thing for me, and I'm not going to talk about it too much, but Game of Thrones, I think it's lost a viewer in me. I am so glad that you put this on the list, mm. because uh, I was in the exact same shoes. As soon as I saw the finale, I was yeah. like, I think I'm done. Yeah. I think I'm... Which it's it was almost because I, I have a uh, whole group of friends who watch it and we always like talk about it after it was yeah and it was almost like felt like a taboo thing to say because everyone was like wow that like uh, season finale and I, I was I, kind of the one person being like I think I'm done guys yeah I, I didn't get all the excitement for it I really oh, didn't I just I'm just getting so sick of it yeah I just can't do but it again was, it's hard like without revealing spoilers but it's just not a pleasant watch mm. anymore I'm just kind no. of over, so are you over saying it. that I shouldn't start watching it. No, uh, no, no. You well, you should watch the first four seasons. But is that going to have a, a, an ending which I'm going to be satisfied with? It's got some episodes that are truly There were two specific episodes in this season which were very, very good. Yeah. But it's just what you have to put up with and, and go through mm. to reach those. It's just... 
it's very long mm. and it's very very dull and a lot of the times you'll watch an episode and you'll <laughs> see the end and you're like i don't really think anything happened yeah i jumped between 20 characters not one of them advanced it's almost like a drama that for felt, some of the episodes. I don't know, maybe it was always like that, but I did feel like this season there was they were trying to get so much in there and didn't really conclude anything. Yeah. Well, they concluded some things, but, you, you know, the, the kind of general... And some of the it. conclusions were very, very... Yeah. Just fell flat. The climaxes yeah. were so anticlimactic. Yeah. I, as I said, I won't go into spoilers, yeah. but there's mm. uh, things, battles that have been building for a very, very long time, which build and build to this huge event, and then it just... Uh, pushes past and just shows you the the end of it. And yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Really? You've been talking. This has been building for yeah. seasons. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then it's just and the, yeah. Oh. Like oh. episode eight would have been a really good thing to finish on. Yes, fantastic. But but this is the same thing. They can't just keep throwing in dragons and White Walkers every time. No. It gets a bit dull. I'm getting kind of sick of just mm. them popping up for five minutes and everyone going that episode was amazing. And it's like yeah. no. Those five minutes were really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Everything else was a yeah. bit... Anyway, let's yeah. move on to uh, reader feedback. Okay. Now, uh, this time last week, uh, Luke, myself and Chris did some E3 predictions. Um, we've got an email about those. But we're going to quickly go through uh, our predictions. And So Chris predicted three things. He said that there would be fighting in the IGN war room. Uh, I don't think that happened. I don't think so, no. Everyone seemed uh, very not unified. Video anyway. No. no. So. He said that our sales team would do something uh, that we would either regret or be embarrassed by. Now, I haven't heard anything. That's probably happened. Pre- really? Yes. Oh, no. Um, don't say what it is. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. So, uh, two of the guys went up onto the Guitar Hero main stage yeah. and played against each other. Um, and one of them beat... Well, that's not actually embarrassing. Okay. But anyway, I'm sure they've done the stuff. Stage, yeah. I'm sure they've done stuff that I also is saw one of our sales team, American sales team, in the audience of the Sony conference. Well, that's not embarrassing. It's cool, though. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Also, Chris <laughs> predicted. What I'm saying is, that so far, Chris has got one out of three. He also said that Sepp Blatter is going to be a playable character in FIFA. That's not true. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, Luke Chris. said that there's going to be a Diablo 3 expansion. I don't think that was announced. I didn't hear anything, no. no. Uh, he said that well, there will be Kingdom Hearts gameplay. Of course yeah, there was yeah. going to be. That was like the most obvious one ever. So yes, tick for uh, Luke. And the Oculus Rift was going to partner with Xbox. Well, that news actually came out just before E3. So I'm, Cheated. Uh, there is a bit of cheating. Uh, I said that Last Guardian was going to be shown. Tick for me. I also said that there was going to be a new, new Fire Emblem. Turns out that that was announced before E3. So Brilliant. <laughs> I just didn't know. <laughs> so I'm not going to count that one for me. I also said that Morpheus will come out in spring and it will be £300. They didn't really talk about that Morpheus was a very much specific at all. Guess. Well, at least I was trying to be. Yeah, a bit more like, than like, there will be Kingdom Hearts. Some games are coming out. <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, VR so, did not really play a no. main focal point at all. Anyway, so Levon Young writes in from the US of A and says uh, three predictions: Morpheus and Netflix have an exclusive deal. <laughs> that wasn't announced. Uh, I don't know if these are joking. I think they are joking a little bit because Star, Star Wars Force Unleashed 3 will be announced and it will be exclusive uh, to winter 2015. I, uh, it's coming out in winter 2015. Mm. That wasn't announced. And then, oh, sorry, exclusive to Microsoft. Right. Uh, and then Nintendo, a nice climbers puzzle game, uh, which will be on your phone, 3DS and Wii U, download only, uh, and is amazing. That wasn't announced either, so... Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> 
next try. Uh, sorry, nice try, uh, Levon. Maybe uh, some better suggestions next year. Although, to be fair, we did know better. No, not at all. Well, I probably would have got zero out of three. Yeah. Because I would have hopefully said there would be something for Zelda, but... Well, Zelda Wii. Well, they announced mm. before E3 that there wasn't going to be. So that a would have been really stupid. It's a screenshot so hard. <laughs> okay, next piece of feedback. This piece of feedback is from uh, Dylan... Oh, uh, Dylan Anus Prime. So cheers for reading out my feedback last week, but I'm asking if you can repair the damage that your name-calling has caused to my online career. <laughs> As a porn star, obviously. Alex, you're not the only one who sees the word anus in my email address. even though it's right in the middle. <laughs> even though it obviously riffs on Optimus Prime. I don't know if you know the context of this, Rich. I do not. His, uh, his email is Dil, Dil, Dylanus Prime. Like Optimus Prime, but it looks like Dill Anus Prime. But because I think it's to do with his gamertag, but that's got dashes like Dylan dash us dash Prime. Yeah. When it's all together, all I see Dill is anus. 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 Uh, whilst I was playing Destiny the other night, <laughs> bearing in mind yes. bearing in mind my email is the same ish as my PS4 gamertag, someone called out, "Are you the dude who got called an anus on the IGN podcast?" I didn't call oh, him an anus. Man. I just <laughs> said that I could see anus in his email. I did not call him an anus, and I apologise if that was. The way it was taken. He called himself no. an anus. Anyway. If anything. Change your game tag. Thanks. <laughs> that on. Poor guy. Um, I have an email from Rob here. He said, Is there any evidence that VR headsets aren't going to be damaging to the eyes? The 3DS has a warning to take a 15-minute break every half an hour when playing in full 3D, and that console was being held 12 to 18 inches away from your face, not one inch like the VR headsets. I'm sure there are going to... I'm sure there will be littered with warnings saying Too many, you know, take probably, a break. Yeah. Because like, even from the brief time I've played with VR, is like after a short while, it's completely disorienting. And Oh, yeah, it makes you feel a bit sick. Yeah. Like is for me like VR is more of like a five ten minute experience than a full game. Yeah, I think that's the biggest obstacle they're going to have to overcome. Definitely, is yeah. making it something that you could comfortably wear for, you know, an hour plus yeah. and be yeah. gaming. So, so I mean, the, but obviously there's no evidence because people really haven't had that much time with definitely, them. Yeah. But I'm sure it's one of those things that in. Ten it, years time, whatever. Yeah, it's just it's like, like, it's like the vaporizer cigarette things. Like, oh, these are fine to smoke. Yeah. And then two years later, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. It's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Putting funny chemicals in your lungs? No, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's just like computer screens, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's there's evidence that's, that's been showing that computer screens weigh your eyes down quicker now. So, of course, any kind of screen that you're staring at for a long time is gonna. Well, maybe not it, be great for your eyes. Maybe it yeah. won't be something that they have to fix on their side. Maybe it would be like a human thing. Like the more we get used maybe. to VR, the yeah. more we'll adapt. Like, like we're getting longer thumbs now as a species. Right, because we're always encouraging each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. It's going to be a sword eventually. <laughs> um, well, just imagine, like, the, I bet the first human who was in a car was probably like, oh, this is... Or a plane or something was probably like, this is... I can't do this. Freaking out. Yeah. So maybe it's the same kind of thing. We just got to get used to it and... Build, build up a tolerance. Maybe. Last piece of feedback. Duck Hunt and hi. This is from Richard Golding. Uh, I would like to know if you'd seen The Secret World of Lego. And if so, what do you think? As I know, one of you loves Lego. Keep up the good work. Rich from Brighton. I did see it. And basically, it was a documentary. Did you see it, Rich, or not? I've recorded it. Okay. I have yet to watch it. Uh, so it's a documentary behind the scenes at Lego. Um, talking about how the process goes to get a job at Lego, how they go wow. about building this kind of stuff. And I won't go into too much detail because you're going to watch it, but there was one particular story following this uh, guy uh, in the UK who like adores Lego, buys lots of Lego. It wasn't me. I wish it was me. There was one guy there that uh, buys and builds thir- uh, 40 sets a month. I know. What? And... Uh, 
has to build them in one sitting. So he just bought the um, Avengers uh, heli carrier thing. Oh my god! And he did it in one sitting with his wife. And his wife bought him a music stand so they could have the <gasps> instructions. Anyway, it's, it's kind of next level. Is he the Lego dad stuff. from the Lego movie? Does he just have a Lego dungeon? But anyway, this, this guy, uh, and I won't spoil the end. But they they showed the process of getting a job there, and you know, part of it is just like sending in your ideas, mm. and then if you're accepted for the first part. Then you go over to their kind of uh, HQ in um, Denmark, uh, Billund or wherever it's called. Yeah. And then you're kind of put through like live, like here's a bunch of bricks, hmm. here's a theme, go and build something. That's cool. And That's then really it's all these cool. little kind of live things. So, but yeah, gosh, too stressful. I yeah. like Lego to chill out and build and there's something methodical yeah. and calming about it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it for a job. But it's it's worth watching, and okay. you know it's, it's, it's a good payoff. But it, Does makes, it makes you realise that people spend way too much money on this stuff. Mm. Does what it really uh, piece everything together? <laughs> Does the ending have a good build up? Uh, I'm going to knock your block off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And on that note, that is the end of this week's podcast. Uh, I think everybody will be back next week. So yeah, who knows what exciting. you're going to get? Uh, a trio of should we do our what? podcast two eight six predictions for who the guests are going to be? Guests, who the hosts are going to be? The hosts are going to be. I think. <laughs> really I to. think uh, Luke. Yeah, I think he'll insist. He'll yeah. fight and fight <laughs> until he's sitting in this chair. Uh, wait, of course it's going to be Luke Dan Gav. Surely. Who knows? Tilly anyway, Gav Alex. Tilly Gav out, Alex. To find out, you'll have to tune into next week's podcast. So until then, Rory, thanks for Rory, listening. Rory. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.